time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Now, what I'm going to be talking about today is being grateful and having gratitude for the relationships you have or the relationships you want to have or how you can change that. And the reason I decided to do this and have this as the focus, today is Canadian Thanksgiving. And when and I was speaking to my twin sister earlier today and we were talking about having, you know, being grateful, being thankful. And what I then started looking at is, what are some of the best ideas that people have told me worked for them? So I pulled out my couple's book, because really that is, you know, how I got started in it, is that people would always, you know, describe what were their, you know, best things they like to do. And when I'm listening to people, I know when someone's telling the truth or, as I say, they're just trying to market themselves. Because sometimes people will tell you they're amazing and what they're really trying to do is market themselves. So what I did is people said, people must share with you all kinds of ideas. And I'll give you an idea. This is a uh, review from the Library Journal when the book, The Great Lover Playbook, was published. And it says... Paget, a respected sex researcher and educator, 
has rounded out her trinity of popular sex books, How to Be a Great Lover, How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure, and The Big O, with this fourth and most comprehensive work. Witty, warm, and candid does an excellent job of addressing the complexities of emotional and physical intimacy, doling out practical tips and advice about revitalizing and maintaining relationships in order to jumpstart and sustain the fire in the bedroom. So, And one of the big things about that is being thankful and being grateful. So, And although the relationship advice may seem cheesy to some, the healthy couples hunting for different techniques and positions will find plenty here. Illustrations and step-by-step instructions are helpful guides, and the additional consideration of baby-making sex and pregnancy sex is a welcome supplement. I was like one of the first people to write about that in relationships because I was seeing people's relationships pull apart as a result of a pregnancy because people were telling them, oh, you can't have sex you know, when you're pregnant. Uh, yeah, you can if you have a healthy pregnancy. There should be no problem. But what was happening is they were being told things that made them fearful. And the other thing is that when you have a child, it brings to the surface everything you may not have been talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like those hidden agendas, because that's one of the things I would, I would often see is people wanted to be a parent, not necessarily a partner. Anyway, to continue here. Furthermore, the extensive overview of sexual products and toys, as well as bibliography and an FAQ and list of state-by-state consumer resources, makes this book an invaluable resource, and Paget's frank and unfailingly charming manner makes it a pleasure. So thank you very much, um, Ann Kim, who wrote this review for Library Journal. So what I looked at when I was you know, going through on you know, the things of what can you look at that will have you be grateful or thankful about your relationship? And one of the things that, one of the first things is that people realizing that you're going to be changing in a relationship. That's what happens. I mean, you move, your body changes, your children arrive, your, or job changes or something. But so the falling in love sex is not the same as being in love sex, yet one does not take away from the other. And that literally is the first tip in the book. There's 365 different tips in this book. And again, if they were not from the from a couple that used this information or it worked for them, believe you me, it's not in this book. And I'm going to borrow from a uh, colleague of mine, uh, Esther Perel, and she has written a book entitled Meeting in Captivity. And she has this comment, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, and she said, you know, if you know, having a vibrator or sex toy and some lube would be the thing that would keep all relationships going, she said everyone would have great sex and a great marriage. That's not the main way that, you know, yeah, you do want to have something new or a lot of people have toys but as this one guy said to me he said look we have a drawer full of sex toys that isn't what i'm talking about he said i want to know how to connect with my wife now that our kids are grown and and one of the things i say to people is you know you got to remember how thankful are you that this person's in your life do you tell them on a daily basis that you like them? I 
I can't tell you how many times people will say, well, well, they should know. I said, you know what? People never, ever get tired of being told you appreciate them. Never. And here's one of the big things that often happens is that attention is one of your most powerful, and you've probably heard me say this, one of your most powerful forms of seduction. Truly it is. And when you give, when someone wants attention, for many men, the attention that they want is they want to be told that someone appreciates what they've done. Someone is, it's like, thank you for, you know, um, taking care of, you know, this in my life, you know, filling my car up with gas. That's one of the most, you know, for one woman's comment was, when he fills my car up with gas, she said, I feel so loved, I can't even begin to tell you. And for him, he knows that if he fills it up with gas and checks the tire pressure, it makes him feel he's taking care of her. So, and many times for women, the attention that they're looking for is they want to be heard. So, when someone says to someone, and I was reading this of a couple I know, and she said, whenever I needed him to hear me and to listen to me, he would pull up a chair in front of me. I would say what I needed to say. He would not interrupt me. And she said, I felt more loved and more understood at those moments than any time, you know, that we were, you know, having sex or doing things. Because sex is one component of your relationship. But when, and, and here's the thing, when you support and respect each other's endeavors, whatever you're doing, that is a powerful message to give one another. And that does happen to be, that's tip 102, by the way, in the Great Lover Playbook. But what it also tells someone is they know what you're doing, they acknowledge it, and they're like, hey, that's, you know, what you're doing is, I, I understand it and I get what you're doing, okay? Now, the other thing people have to be aware of, you can be grateful that someone is providing for you and someone is, you know, bringing things to the table or, you know, that they are, you know, successful in a particular area. But understand one thing, that money is a third dynamic in the relationship. And it's also something that many times the person who controls the wallet really has more say and more power in the relationship. And if the only reason you're with someone is because of the amount of money that they've got, you may you may want to reconsider if you think this is going to be a long-term relationship because that part of a dynamic often shifts and changes. But the, you know, the really what I'm looking at here in the day of being grateful and thankful and all of that stuff is what are the best behaviors that can take a relationship to the next level? I mean, and one thing that I tell people all the time, get the TV out of your bedroom. If you want to focus on one another, whether it's falling asleep so you can literally connect with one another and, and snuggle, or if you want to, you know, it, it, here's what also happens. The last thing that you're doing before you go to sleep, if you're watching the news and it's horrendous stuff, you are downloading that into your subconscious and it replays all night. How better to read something about that you really would like to do 
or you are enjoying it, it makes you feel, you know, happy and thankful and grateful. And then that way your brain goes on that loop for the entire night. Now we're coming up to the first break here. You can any questions you have about things that I'm talking about today, you can shoot me an email that truly is the best way to get a hold of me. And that's office at loopadget.com. And I'm the only one who answers my questions. I don't have somebody else do it. So here come the tunes. And when we come back, I'll come back with more best behaviors to take your relationship to the next level. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. Well, skunks are making the news again. Seems everyone has a skunk story. A friend of mine was dozing on the couch on her patio when she felt something furry brush up against her hand. She thought it was her cat until she smelled a terrible odor. I was petting a skunk, she told me. What's a word for shocked? Timey-wimey. In Colorado, a wildlife officer was called to help a skunk whose head was stuck in a peanut butter jar. After tugging for 10 minutes, they finally freed the critter and it ran away without spraying anyone. Guess that was a fair trade, otherwise known as quitter for quarter. In Minnesota, it's illegal to tease a skunk. What's the word for teasing a skunk? Tan-tan-tanning, port-wardling, and downright foolish. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Just before the break, I said, you know, we're going to be coming back with the best behaviors to take your relationship to the next level. So what I'd like to address right now 
is the myth of spontaneous sex. Now, can I just point something out that I think that once I say this, it will cause you to, like, burst out laughing? The entire hospitality industry is based on planned sex. They know that when people go to a hotel, go away on a honeymoon, go away on a vacation, that they are likely going to be having and planning on having sex, which is now, many hotels now offer a little kit with some condoms and some lubes and some of the lubes I would never recommend, but they offer these things in the room. So, I mean, here's the thing about spontaneous sex. People think it's spontaneous because they've been thinking about it and then it happens, you know, at some point during the weekend or date night or vacation, obviously on a honeymoon. Not necessarily for married at first sight honeymoons, but there we go, that's another matter. But here's what I look at, that when you know you are going to be intimate or sexual with your partner, that's planned. That's not spontaneous. So the the whole thing of the spontaneous sex, yeah, you may meet someone and, you know, jump into a cupboard and do things or, you know, you may be walking. I know of people going to receptions in, you know, private clubs and, you know, found a cupboard that had, I mean, how lovely, mops and pails and things in it and did things up against a wall. Now, again, that's up to them. But for many people, they'd rather wait until they can go someplace where it's a little more comfy. Unless, of course, you're not supposed to be doing with someone. But, again, another matter altogether. So one thing from, you know, sex in the news today that I will make a comment on, I won't comment on the absurdity of these election debates. My thought and my gut feeling is neither one of them are going to be president. This is just, this is nonsensical. Um, anyways, that there was a, a person who had compared Donald Trump's comments in a Twitter statement to Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, this guy obviously didn't read the books, had no idea what he was talking about, and thinking that it is okay for Donald Trump to be making these statements when someone forgot to alert him that this is a term called consent. It is not something that is a book about fiction. What Donald Trump said was not fictional. He really believes it. So, again, this whole election charade is the way, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's like crazy to sit and listen to these two people. I do not listen to them. Talk about stuff and do name-calling. What about the issues that this country is dealing with? Let's talk about a currency crisis. Let's talk about what's happening with, you know, the military. Let's talk about, you know, the criminality of the actions of the Clintons. Let's go, okay? So, anyway, going back to things that the best behaviors that will take your relationship to the next level. And here's the thing. Just because something isn't being spoken about doesn't mean it's not an issue. I know more relationships that have withered on the vine because of silence rather than someone being violent or someone, you know, ignoring. There is, when you're taking things for granted, I must tell you, that is a very slippery slope. 
always be aware that your partner is likely wanting to know that you enjoy their company, you like being around them, hey, you enjoy their decisions, you um, uh, acknowledge that, hey, you know what, that was, a, that was a great choice on that. And it can be something as simple as, hey, thanks, that was great mozzarella that you got. It doesn't have to be something major or big. And the other thing, and, and I know that, you know, there are more, some of us more likely the female who fall into this one on more than one occasion, is fixing what someone's already done. You don't have to fix them. You can be the person who allows them so they don't load the dishwasher exactly the same way you do. Not a big deal. Just, you know, things aren't going to be done the way that you do them. They're going to be done the way that they do them. So, anyways, here's what I also will say to people when they say that they aren't getting, um, you know, as much sex or as much intimacy as they want. And I, and I literally had a couple where this was the issue a couple of weeks ago. And I literally had to ask, what does that look like? Because they're thinking that when they're asking someone for, you know, they, they want more intimacy, they want more connection, they're thinking that just by they, they should be able to do an action and the person should twig to it. No, that's called psychic sex. That's thinking someone is going to be able to read your mind and know that's what you want. We have a world that has us be so busy now that many times we do not have the time to even sit down and have a meal with a partner unless you plan it. And then what happens is that people spend their time looking at their PDAs or they've got an iPad going or something else going or the TV going. That then then has you not be able to address what you want to do. I'm telling you, great lovers make a point of paying attention to their partner and they don't spend their time square eyes in front of the television or a screen. So that's one of the other things. Hugging. If you want to change how someone perceives, you know, your connection to them, hugging is one of those few rare things that you and only you can do with a partner. Very few people have permission to go into someone's, you know, personal space the way that one would with a hug. And when you hug, do a genuine hug, not a, you know, polite two-point shoulder hug. A genuine breast-squishing hug. Now, the other thing, that, and, and particularly for men, men in our cultures are touch-starved. They are absolutely touch-starved. And I had a friend of mine who um, lost her husband, and she said, I don't understand that term when they say skin hunger because she no longer has her husband, you know, for hugging and snuggling and, you know, the things. And, you know, they weren't, you know, having sex very often, but it was knowing that that partner was there and being able to roll over and, you know, just hug him. So the hugging thing, you going into a woman going into a man's space is a very different dynamic than a man coming into a woman's space. It is 
gives many different, it's a message of, hey, I find you attractive, hey, I like being around you, both of which translate to, you know, we might be having sex later. But what they really are is you making the first move to go into his space. Now, the other thing that I want people to be aware of is any time that you have conflict in a relationship, you have to learn to de-escalate and you have to learn how to fight fair. You can't be dragging up some things that are never going to be resolved. Otherwise, you are going to keep yourself locked in a spiral of, I'm angry, I'm upset, and this is going to be my trigger. And most times, people feel very self-righteous about being ticked off at something that doesn't get resolved. Well, I did the conversation about an individual who made an, a, a, a comment and wrote an article and said, "Just leave. there are some things that you never will resolve. Get, get used to that, period. And whether that's how many times you have sex, whether that's what the mother-in-law is like or the father-in-law or, or a sibling is like, there are certain things that just are not going to change because you're not in charge of them changing. And you have got to just get by them and let them go. And because I know that there's times in, you know, in families that same thing happens. They go completely sideways, and it always triggers the same response. So, again, the, you know, fighting fair. Another thing, if you do have children and you want to have a relationship that has more connection between you and your partner, then probably a family bed is not your best idea because, if you have, because what will happen often is the children then get used to being in the bed and they don't want to go to their own bed. Why would they? You know, they feel more secure. They can, you know, launch in between, you know, you know, the partners, between mom and mom and dad and dad or mom and dad or whatever. But what you have is you've started a different behavior than the behavior of you and your partner being alone. Now, when I was first doing this, and and one of the things people will ask me, so why is this book different, and why am what I'm talking about different from other books? And I said, because it's what thousands of people shared with me and that what they have as their experience. And most people who are talking, you know, as I said before, they aren't necessarily all that great, but these are couples and these are people who talked about what their partners did or what they did that were their best ideas and the things that they did, the you know how to get the spark back, the validation. And I remember this one gentleman saying, I wish I'd known this stuff about touch that you just showed me because there's something in the book called The Swirl. He said, I wish I'd known this with my first wife. He said, I, I, it would have made all the difference for her. Now, we're coming up to the halftime break. So when I come back, I'm going to be covering still more from my book, The Great Lover Playbook, Then, and these are the best behaviors that will take your relationship to the next level. I'll be right back after the tunes.
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. year's Super Bowl will air in 180 countries. And with that infamous coin toss for one day, most people will toss out their New Year's resolutions to lose weight. The Super Bowl accounts for 7% of an entire year of chicken wing sales. 48 million Americans will opt for having food delivered, with pizza franchises seeing their sales double on game day. Domino's alone looks forward to selling over 11 million pizzas on Super Bowl Sunday. What's the word for food that contains un- Known ingredients. Acompucky. Americans will eat over 100 million pounds of guacamole and 8 million pounds of tortilla chips on game day. What's a word for those folks who call in sick the morning after a little too much indulgence? Arfarfanos. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. You may think that getting five or more servings of vegetables and fruit a day is a daunting task and may even seem unrealistic. With the price of almost everything increasing, some people think it's too expensive to buy fruit and vegetables. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, you can buy three servings of fruits and four servings of vegetables for well under $2 a day. If the taste of fruit and vegetables is not your favorite, find something low-calorie and delicious to dip them in. My children love to dip fresh vegetables like carrots, celery, broccoli, and cauliflower in ranch dressing for a nutritious and tasty snack. Dipping them into yogurt is also scrumptious. Be creative and make sure to eat at least five servings of fruit and vegetables a day. By doing so, you will watch your health increase and your weight decrease. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, today, being Canadian Thanksgiving, I started the show, the top of the show, talking about what are the things that I'm thankful for? What are the things I'm grateful for in a conversation I was having earlier today with my sister? And then I looked at my uh, fourth book, which is The Great Lover Playbook, and really what is in this book is what thousands of people said are their ideas that make them glad that they're in their relationship, that they use to create more connectedness to their partner, and that are like their go-to behaviors and attitudes. And one of them, I I remember a a girlfriend of mine telling me about her uh, parents, and she said, you know, the biggest thing, she said, my dad still just totally digs my mom. Just Now, they have six kids. They've been married like 50-plus years. They have 
55 at this point, and he just still thinks, you know, she is absolutely awesome. You couldn't find two more different people, by the way, and yet she is, and when they met, he didn't particularly like her, but she is the kindest, sweetest person, and that's what flipped the switch for him, is that he realized, wow, I'm not going to find someone like this woman again. And, I mean, the the fact that, you know, she was incredibly attractive and the same religion and the same sort of blah, blah, blah. Now, you can have all those things and they can work, but really there's something that you work on that keeps you connected. Now, going back to people wanting to, you know, let's incorporate something new into the relationship. Let's say you want to try a new toy or a new product. One of the things I recommend for people, if they're wanting to do this, try it. You know, you might consider trying it yourself before you incorporate it between the two of you. So you have an idea and you have a little more comfort level with it. And one of the reasons why vibrators are so popular for many women and also, you know, men who have used them, is that it heightens the sensation. So there, I mean, I, as I say, I have yet to meet, you know, any partner who can vibrate at, you know, 30,000, you know, vibrations or 3,000 uh, revolutions per minute. Just, it's not going to happen. But what you will have is someone who is aware of how, what they like for their own body. And that's a powerful piece of information to share with someone. Also, when, you know, when people are doing themselves manually, you know, and they do it in one to two minutes, it's because they're well aware of what works for them. I mean, they, they know where their nerves are. They know what pressure they like, which also happens to be an issue for some couples if they're using a vibrator on an ongoing basis is that, you know, they can become what would one might say is more dependent on that intense sensation because it's, it's stronger and it's more directed to exactly where you want. So it isn't that a partner has to, you know, stop, but it's that you and the person on top is the one who controls the motion, let's be honest. So that is, for many women, using... The using a vibrator in partnered sex is one of their quickest and easiest ways to orgasm and get terrific pleasure. So it isn't that someone, you know, a, a guy's doing something wrong or their partner's doing something wrong. It's more that they know what works for their body. And fortunately now we have more people that are aware that, look, the, the main action of penile vaginal intercourse is not the number one thing that's going to work for most women. It may if they're on top, but even for, you know, women who are wanting to be with women, they want to know what their partner likes. And if you are aware yourself, you're way ahead of the game because you can guide someone. Now, if you are guiding someone, only use one word. Do not use... uh, you know, oh, you know I don't like that, or, or stop someone. Use a word like up, down, softer, lighter. That will be heard as giving someone direction versus a whole sentence, which will make someone 
could make someone feel that they are, you know, being judged. So when you are, you know, working, uh, you know, trying to work on something to do with a partner, just remember that there's a nerve response pathway that they have already established for, the, you know, the sensation, be it for a hand, a mouth, an organ, or a vibrator. And what you're looking to do is have them guide you so that you can give them pleasure. Because when you are being intimate and you are being sexual with a partner, it's your body saying what words cannot. And that's a really powerful thing to consider. Because if you are only with someone for, and and I was speaking with a friend of mine, and he was saying that, you know, he was with this woman and he said, I wanted her to have a very heart-open uh, event and but not be, you know, connected to him. And, that, and I said to him, you know, one of the things that is for many people is that when their heart is opened, it's open. So you have to be really aware that when you are touching someone, you are in a different space than most people would be. So you have to be respectful of their, they may become quite attracted to you or quite attached to you. And that's something that many times shocks people because they're kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting there to be any feelings involved. Well, I'm, you know, I I don't want to break it to you, but there are likely going to be feelings involved because you are dealing with your brain and you are dealing with your body. And they don't have necessarily a filter on stopping feelings. So if you are going to be doing stuff, you have to be aware that you could have a connection to someone. You could have an attachment thing. So what I ask people to do is to be very aware of and clear with someone where you're coming from. Okay? Now, so, you know, the majority of, you know, Americans and North Americans are having okay sex. They're having sex that's enjoyable for them, or they're having sex that's, you know, um, connection sex, or I know they want it, so I will be doing something. But, you know, here's the stuff that many times people think that if they're looking at adult material, they're so not looking at what the real thing is at all. They are looking at someone else's fantasy. And so don't set your own your own, you know, level of what you think you want to be doing by someone else's fantasy. Please do not do that. And then what also happens is people are seen as not measuring up to what they might view on a, you know, a site. I was speaking with a, a friend of mine who he is actually going to be doing a whole different style of presentation on adult material and including consent because many times you don't see what the woman is enjoying. It's all about the man and particularly in straight porn. And what you're getting is really someone else's fantasy. So he is creating a whole new style, genre of the of adult material that includes consent on on every 
possible level and way. Now, we talked about being heart open. And also, when you are grateful about a partner and you focus on what they do right and what they do well, whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's in the kitchen, um, focus on that. Your relationship will occur so differently when you do that because if you want to if you want to just get some example of it go on to any website that talks about personal development and law of attraction and those sort of things one of the number one things they will tell you is that you have got to be grateful and you have got to be thankful for where you are that in and of itself will bring in more of that thought, more of that behavior, and that is something you can be completely in charge of. You know, you can make a point of saying, hey, you know what, Uh, thanks for bringing the coffee. Thank you is often not used enough in relationships, and I will tell you that the couples and some of them, I mean, some of these great lovers that I interviewed for this book, they... Some of them aren't even having sex, but they love the intimacy that they have between one another. And sometimes, you know, the world gets in between us and, you know, it's something's not going to respond the way it used to or people are traveling or people living somewhere else. That's an understandable thing. That's what the real world is. And when I look at the people who are grateful for their partners and they're thankful that that partner's in their life, their worlds are so lovely. Those are the couples you really want to hang around with. You do not want to hang around with couples who are ticked off at one another or who are constantly dissatisfied. That's not, that's not an idea of, and by the way, I will say this in one minute, we're coming up to our third and final break, but when I look at people who are unhappy and I look at women who are hanging out with other women who are divorced, they have one foot in the divorce lawyer's office. Believe you me, when you are hanging out with people who they are angry and upset, that's what's going to impact your relationship too. Find the people who like their partners. Find the people who are happy, even if things aren't going great in their life. So we're coming to the final break, and I'll be right back with more best behaviors to take your relationship to the next level. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. summertime and you know what that means attack of the mosquitoes other names for the mosquito are galley nipper katie nipper 
Gabber Napper, and Gelly Whopper. A quote from the 1906 book The Parsons Boys asserts that galley nippers are so called because at each nip, they took a gallon. Mitzi is a deceptively cute shortening of mosquito that might be heard in Ohio. If you're in Virginia and hear someone complaining about cousins, they might have annoying relatives or they might just be talking about mosquitoes. Why do they call mosquitoes cousins? Because there are so many and they stick so close. But whatever you call them, all this begs the question, why didn't Noah swap those two mosquitoes? It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports radio show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back again. And before the break, and by the way, anytime you want to send me an email, and truly email is the best way to reach me, office at loupaget.com. Um, and the book that I'm, my book that I'm reading from today is the... Um, Great Lover Playbook, which is 365 Days of Sensational Ideas, you know, for sex. One of the things that I will tell couples is that you, being in the thankful and grateful attitude, is be proud of one another. And that is something that if you have ever been around couples that aren't proud of one another, it's not comfortable to be there, is it? You're kind of like, oh, no, I, 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 don't want, I don't need to hear this. The other thing is if you have to insist on being right, then your sex life and your relationship can be very threatened by that. And I'll use as an example, Dr. Phil one time was having an argument with his wife, and he was insisting on being right. Well, finally she just said, okay, fine. Robin said, that's it, fine, I'm... You're right. And she left crying, at which point he realized he had just bullied her into um, a a situation that afterwards he was like, what have I just done? And there's, you know, there's always times when you may want to be right. Well, so may your partner. But that's, you know, the thing that's important for both of you is you get treated respectfully. Remember this, how someone treats you at 8 a.m. in the morning is also impacts 
the way that he, she, or he will treat you at 8 p.m. And that was something that uh, an old boyfriend of mine told me. And I remember when Bernard told me, I was like, you know, you're right. Because what happens is it sets the scene for you that you think about for the rest of the day subconsciously, even if you're not thinking about it. So, again, that thing about watching the news and all of horrendous things before you go to bed at night, all you're doing is downloading it to your subconscious that then plays it back in dreams. So, another thing, never think of making love as being work. If you do, that will show up. And how would you like to have someone to feel like that? You know, you, you don't have to do something. You can do, you can build a, you know, uh, relationship that has sex when you want it. But the really important thing about this is people know when someone isn't really there, right? So that's, you know, the that's the issue for, you know, you want to show up as being genuine. And that is when you're genuine, you have different eye contact, you have different touch contact, and you show up in a way that has someone feel connected to. There's also an openness in attitude that if you're grateful with your partner, you're going to have an openness in your attitude. You're more open to, you know, try new things. And let's be honest, our sexuality is an appetite, it is an appetite that you can feed differently depending on, you know, how you want to, you know, you can feed it once a day, you can feed it, you know, four times a week, you can however you want to feed it, either with touch. And one of the big things that these great lovers do is they touch one another regularly and often. And it isn't just a touch that is, you know, going to, you know, signify, well, if I touch you now, then that means we're going to be going and having sex. No, it just means you like to be around them. So, you know, the the other thing, if you can make your partner laugh. That, as I remember this one guy said, he said, if if you can make her laugh, he said, you're halfway to bed. Because when women feel you know, when they feel understood and hear, they go, aha, that is, this person gets me. And, you know, the, when you, you know, the five techniques that I talk about, you know, to sexually communicate with your partner, one of them, and this is tip number 130, compliment them out loud. You may be thinking, I really like that this is, you know, great, but tell them, and as I said, touch a lot, and, you know, get the children out of your bedroom. I've said this before, but I will tell you, many times it just becomes, well, you know, if someone doesn't want to connect with you, that may be what they're doing. They may be bringing the children into the bedroom in order to, you know, make sure that they, you know, don't have to connect with you. That can be a red flag. Pay attention. And, you know, the the other thing that um, people will often, I, I remember doing a TV show 
and Danny Bonaducci was on it. And it was, they were supposed to have sex every day for a week. Now, understand, this is the time Danny Bonaducci has a TV show, he has a radio show, and he is married and his wife, and I think at that time they had two children or three. So, needless to say, he had a very busy world. And I, what surprised me is he said, you know, this is so great. He said, I, I now have, you know, my wife, and I have to have sex once a day. He said, this is what I've been trying to get to have happen. I wanted to have this happen for years. By the end of the week, and I'd given them an assignment of what to do each day. By the end of the week, he said, i got to tell you, I couldn't do it. He said, I was too tired. He said, I had too many things going on. And he said, so really, what? He said, what my issue was is he said, I didn't realize that this wasn't a reality for what my life was. And that's why when I say to people, if you think you should be doing what the people down, you know, the street are doing or next door or wherever, believe you me, chances are they're not having nearly as much sex as you think. They may be doing things differently, but they're still feeling connected. And another thing you have to know about being, you know, involved with a partner and and your sex life and your drive and everything your sex life and your libido and your attraction are cyclical. They're not always the same. So it can be based on where your hormones are. It can be based on if you have had a lot of stress, particularly for men and also for women. Stress in your life is, you know, causes the adrenals to produce cortisol, and cortisol works in direct opposition to testosterone, direct. So if you or, you know, a partner is under a lot of financial stress, then chances are that's going to be impacting your libido and or your sex drive. And it's something that for many men, one of the reasons they, they lose their libido when they go through a financial, you know, a really financially devastating event. Other thing these couples do, they never stop kissing. They don't. They kiss regularly. And if you are being kissed, but you're not being kissed the way that you want, I'll tell you how to do that. Kiss someone, kiss your partner the way you like to be kissed. If you want a little more lip, a little more inner lip, a little less tongue, whatever, kiss them and then just say, oh, this is, I love being kissed. Then pull back from them and say, will you Show me what it feels like to be kissed by me. That way, you are being kissed by guiding someone, and you can guide them. The best way to do it is hold the back of the head and guide the lips coming forward to you. That way, you're going to have the pressure and you're going to have you know, the softness and closeness of someone's cheek beside you, whatever. And what you are doing is you're guiding as you enjoy. And that way, you're not making a comment about, I don't like the way you kiss. What you are doing is, without judgment, having them kiss you as you prefer. Another thing that really makes a huge difference for many relationships is having someone know that you are committed to being in the relationship, that you have the intention 
of this is my intention of being in this relationship with you. Now, for some people, that means, you know, they they would like to get married. For other people, that's not the same thing. I mean, I was listening to Goldie Hawn say the other day, if I had to be married, she said, chances are I'd be divorced by now. But she and, you know, her partner of however, you know, 30-plus years, they are, they make it work because they choose to be there. And I know other couples, the same thing. They don't need to be married to be very committed to one another. And that is something that you want to put on the plate and say, hey, you know, this is my, this is where I am with you and, you know, we're moving in together, doing, but the behavior and uh, the intention to be committed is really big for a lot of people. And how important is sex in a relationship? For some, it's very important. For others, it's not, uh, you know, a really big deal. And for most people, it's kind of like middle of the road, but they hear messages that may not be accurate for them or for their partner. Now, I'm coming up to the final 45 seconds of the show, 30 seconds. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any comments or any questions, you can email me at office at loophadget.com. These are ideas about being grateful and thankful for your partner that came out of my fourth book, The Great Lover Playbook. You can find it online. It's illustrated. It's step-by-step. I hope you enjoy today, and I want you to be grateful and thankful for the rest of your week and your partner or your future partners. Take care and bye for now. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. 